Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Say, not my church. Say, not my church. That's what we want to be able to know in our hearts when it comes to how the world views church. It's not my church. And when people want to talk religion, you say, man, I can't stand it either. You, I mean, you get connected with them. When they're saying, you know, and I, I just think this and that, and you can go, yeah, I believe so. I believe they're that way, but not my church. Not my church. And, and that gets people to start, you know, investigating. And the only way that you can prove a point is to say, hey, come, come check it out. And if you feel that, then leave. It's, you know, no big deal. But come check it out. Don't judge it. Come check it out first. And then you can determine if it's like how people say it is or how people feel church is. And I want us, Love Life, I want us to walk the name, man. I want us to be that in everything. And the only way we can do that is to understand the purpose of who we are, why we do what we do, why we gather. What is this, the, the need for the church? And of course, we see the scripture. We see how God says that he, he died for the church, he built the church, and then he establishes the churches. The importance is, it's, it's obvious, very obvious. Through the years of ministry, I've seen the, the, the benefits of church, and I've seen the negatives in the sense of when people leave church or when people get out of going to church, it, they never thrive, they never become successful. It usually goes, bam, straight down. And that's because God created this for a purpose. The, the purpose is, is this teamwork, this unity, the, the dream team, us working together for each other, knowing that we go out on Monday, okay? We're here, we're united in here, but we go out and we work on Monday. We live on Tuesday. But the connection, the relationship, the fellowship should be strong. How do we... How, what should we be doing? What should we be focused in on as a member? See, not every, listen, it's very clear. This is very important to understand. Not everybody is going to be buddy-buddy. In other words, not everybody's going to be hanging out with everybody. That's crazy. That's not even real life. There are some people, you know, that they would, they, they would never want to go fishing or they would never and so you're going to lean toward those that have that common interest. There's nothing wrong with that. But we are to love one another. Amen. And that means that I respect you, I honor you, and I think, you know, that, that I'm going to think the best of you if, even if you don't like to fish. And that's how you live life. You love people. But that doesn't mean you're going to hang with that person. Amen. So there's nothing wrong with that. But we can come together in agreement. And recognize what is it that we do agree upon. The word of God, the love of God, the life of God, the power of God, and all the things that are tied to scripture. And we can connect with that. And that's why you can gather at a life group. You gather together, you know, in, a, in, in just a hangout time at your house or you getting together with people, going to the zoo, whatever the case may be, we're living life together. And that's very powerful and very important to understand. But let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is very, very I believe one of the most important scriptures to, to recognize and to get to understand 
the church in the picture or eyes of God. Because this is how you get success. Not viewing through man or, or, or people's eyes, but God's view, God's viewpoint. Because that's all that matters, right? Listen, I'm not going to be manipulated by men or women's opinions. I'm just not going to. I'm going to do what I know is the right thing to do. Does that mean I do everything perfect? No. Does it mean that everything I'm going to, to operate in is gonna be successful and never? No, doesn't mean that either. But I'm not gonna allow people to manipulate me. If I make a mistake, I'll own up to it, but I'm not going to be manipulated by you. I'll just do the right thing. That's, all, that's how, it's so simple to live life that way. But listen, that's not how life is lived out there in this society. Because we do care, we are concerned. People are so manipulated by a like on Facebook. People they don't even know. Or why didn't they like me? How come they, and we're not even talking about relationships, we're talking about media, social media. I mean, that's silly. That's, that's crazy. We can't be that way. We gotta be more connected to flesh and blood, amen? Because you can't get a Facebook like to come pray for you. Can you? To stand in faith with you, to encourage you? Not, in, not out there. I mean, a majority of all media is negative, not positive. That's, I don't care what format you look at, it is a statistical fact, majority is negative. So I wouldn't put your hopes in that to build you up. That's not what you want. And plus, you don't want a fake build up anyway. I want real build up. Someone that's connected, that knows, that's, that's been in the trenches, amen? That's what I want. So 1 Corinthians 12, 12, the human body has many parts. Oh, yeah, of course. But many parts make up one body. Yeah, of course, look. Human, hum, many parts, uh, right? But one body. Everybody agree? Okay, that's not rocket science. Some of us are Jews, Gentiles, slaves, free, but we've all been baptized into one body, one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. That's, isn't this beautiful? And, you, and see, this is what I love about the word of God is he's bringing an awesome spiritual truth, but he's relating to it in a way we're all going, well, this, may, this makes sense. Of course, we have all these different parts, but it's one body. And then you start thinking about each part of my body has different actions, different supporting roles, right? I could say my legs are the most important until I sit down. Then it's my pumpy, right? Right? Or if you, know, you start thinking, you processing, and there are certain times different parts are more important than others. And so he says this, look at this. Verse 15, if the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand. Oh my gosh, this is how people in church act. I don't feel like I belong because I can't sing. I don't feel like I belong because I can't, I, I don't know the scriptures. I don't feel like I belong. And you know what's sad? It's because most churches promote that. Most people promote that. It's ugly. Ugly. God has always and will always look at the heart. 
Not how many scriptures you got memorized. Not how many times you read the Bible today. He looks at the heart. Always. Never forget that. He looks at the heart. He says, the foot, I'm not a hand. I don't belong. I'm, I'm the weaker part. And if the ears say, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body if the whole body were an eye? Could you imagine that? One, I, I'm up here preaching. I couldn't even talk. It'd be an eye. That'd be freaky, huh? Well, that's what this is saying. That's freaky. Pay are we, are, can we pay attention to the scripture? Because you, you, we get too spiritual. Oh, it's great revelation, your pastor. No, it's crazy funny. So he says, if the whole body were an eye, how would it hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts. God has put, God has put each part. God has put each part. God has put each part. Listen, God has put each part, and then he says, where he will. That is a recognition that whoever you are, you are important, mandatory, and needed. I don't care what you're doing. If you're opening doors, if you work in nursery, if you're, if, if whatever you're doing for the kingdom, whatever you're doing for his cause, you are important. Again, church Religion has destroyed that concept because it's created this super spiritualness to where everybody bows and, and, and is so, ooh, look at that one. And it should never have been that way. You walking in these doors, we should be going, ooh, look at that one. They're faithful to the word of God. They're coming to gather themselves together. How awesome are they? Verse 20, yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Oh my gosh. That is, boom, right there, awesome. Don't look like people look in the sense of idolizing a title or a position. Don't be that way. If you are focused and you're faithful and you're, you're doing what you can do to be a part and, and to help in the, the call of God at Love Life, you're so important and, and so necessary for the success in this house. So don't, don't ever see, don't, don't cheapen who you are. Oh, you know, I can only do it once a month. And, and, and you're almost, you know, apologizing. Don't be that way. You can do it once a month. That's successful. That's good. We'll get two times later. He says, and the parts we regard are less honorable than those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require the special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, a oneness, a unity among the members. Listen, this is what makes us successful. We don't see people in the, in the, in the light of what you're doing for the kingdom. 
If you're doing something, you're valuable and important. That's how I see it. And what, and what I said a couple weeks ago, I believe it was, is about the nursery, people that work in that nursery. I ain't playing around. I'm 100% serious in how I view them and how I see that ministry. That, that's, probably, that's probably like a, a massive thigh part of the body that just holds everything together when they're working in that area. It scares me sometimes. Sometimes I want to walk around this way. But they're doing a great job, amen? Doing a great job. So God has put together the body with extra honor and care and given those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all members care for each other. If one part suffers, we all suffer. If one part is honored, we all are. We're, we're glad, we're happy. Listen, I'm not, listen, I'm not defining most churches at all. You ought to see the faces of people when someone gets blessed or some, something good happens and people, I don't know, this should happen to me. I mean, I've been believing longer than they have. And people get mad. Or if someone's down, it's we're afraid to get around and to build them up. I mean, this, I, I never want to be known for that, ever. We want to support, we want to build, amen? Come on, that's why we have church. Ecclesiastes 4 9 and 10 says this, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But if someone who falls alone is in real trouble. And that's important to understand because what we're talking about is we're talking about people, church, gathering. We're together, and we need one another. Everybody in here, we need one another. You guys hear me? That's why we gather, and it's, and it's for eternity. It's, this isn't part-time. This isn't a, you know, a, a four-year college. This is forever. This is life, because life is just that, life, and life happens. And you don't graduate to a certain time period of your life where everything's perfect now. We all have challenges, and we'll continue to have challenges. We need one another during those times. And we live life. We go out and we do our things. We do the things that we, you know, we, we work, we family, we enjoy life. We do the things that we're supposed to. We're the light of the world, not light of the house. Amen. We're, we're to be influencers out there. But we do need revitalizing, regeneration. We need an extra pump up, right? But see, that's what the Christian's for. That's what our relationship is for. I don't have to hang out with you to be able to say, hey, you're doing awesome. I don't need to. I just need to know you need encouragement. You need to be built up. But I need to do it because I truly care for you. I want you to be successful. And I really do. I want you to be the best of the best. And when you walk out these doors, you represent Father, you represent the Lord Jesus, you represent love life, and you represent character. Honor, integrity, amen? This matters to me more than anything. Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. We need one another to be able to grind up against each other. If you got no grinding, you have no friend. I will say that again. If there is no grinding, it's not a friend. It's someone that has their hand out or someone that's manipulating you for their benefit 
But if there's no grinding, it's not a friendship. I'm telling you right now, it's not a friendship. You guys know when you have a close friend. You guys fight, you argue. It's almost like you're married. Is this, not, is this true or not? A true friend. Is not a true friend gonna call you out, bam. I mean, yeah. do you like what I'm wearing? And they go, no, I wouldn't wear that, ever. That's a friend. All of the other people that aren't friends are gonna go, oh, it's so beautiful. I would never wear that. That is so nasty. Am I telling the truth? All right, iron sharpens what? Iron. That's what we're gonna be. We're gonna sharpen some iron in here and not get offended. Why don't you like it? You ask my opinion. You want me to lie? Next time say, you can lie. If you don't want the truth, straight up go, do you like what I'm wearing? You can lie. Yeah, I do. I love it. Are you lying? You said I could lie. <laughs> but you're not my friend no more. Oh, that's crazy, isn't it? First Peter 4.10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to see and to show how spiritual you are. Oh, wait, mine doesn't say that. Isn't that what spiritual gifts are for? So that people can see how spiritual mature you are? Heck no. Look, so you can use them well to serve one another. Everything about leadership and power is ability to serve one another. That's it. You want to see how powerful you are? Be the greatest servant. You might not think that's a big deal, but in the kingdom of God, it's, it's a massive deal. Actually, I guarantee you, you take on this, this teaching, these truths, this information, I promise you, in, in your job, you're going to get elevated. That people are going to want you you're going to be the last to lay it off if there's last because why? Because you are going to go the extra mile. You're going to be someone that's totally opposite the way the world is. The world's gimme, gimme, gimme. My name's Jimmy. I'm telling you, the world is always looking out for what you can do for them, not what they can do for you. And all of a sudden, you're an employee or you're, you're someone out there in the world that's going, how can I help you? I promise you, that you're gonna be the one that they're gonna like, oh, come follow me, come here, here's this job, we'll get this one. They will want you. And if I have any employers in here, they will say, he is right. They will, I'm telling you right now, they will say, he is right. Who's right, Pastor Dad? Because I'm teaching the word. I'm telling you right now, it's a fact. Hebrews 10, 24, let us think of ways, I love this, let us think of ways to motivate one another. What it, this means that on our mind should be one another. When someone comes up to you, and oh my gosh, I hate this stuff about the church concept, and they come and they tell you how broken they are, and you go, okay, I'll, I'll pray for you. Walk away. That is so religious. If someone asks you to pray, pray. And then once you know the situation, you walk away with this scripture in mind and you think of ways, how can I motivate them? How can I build them up? 
They just told me they're going through a tough time. They just told me they're dealing with issues. Can you pray for me? Sure, I can pray for you. Father, I pray that the situation will be taken care of and that you'll give them wisdom to know what to do and how to do it. And we believe the victory is here in Jesus' name. Come on, you can do this. This is awesome. I know it. It's going to be great. Things. Are, listen, just stay on knowing that God is with you. All right, good job. How can I really build them up? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take them out to lunch tomorrow, just out of nowhere. Hey, I'm going to take you to lunch. I'll come by and pick you up. What? Yeah, really, I'm going to do it. Take them to lunch. Man, I just wanted you to know, you've got, God's got your back. He's with you. You can overcome. You're going to have success. Listen, we do this kind of stuff. A lot of free lunches will be. I mean, that's a. <laughs> can you guys see this? What we're doing is we're taking this word and realizing it's just not about flippant reaction. It's conscious, conscious, intentional life. Oh, I like this. I like this. This is good stuff. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. How beautiful. 1 Corinthians 1.10, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the authority of Lord Jesus Christ, live in harmony with each other. Here's the word harmony again. Let there be no divisions in the church. Be one mind, united in thought and purpose. That's how you're successful. You stay in harmony, stay in unity. If you feel that what you're hearing here is not connected to how you believe or, or, or connected to what you feel is the right way to believe the God's word, you're free to go, and actually, I will help you go. We'll help you find a church, but it's better not to stay here because I'm not changing for you, amen? That'd be like the neighbor coming over to my house and dictating how my house should be ran. It ain't happening. Now, I'm not saying that if you have struggles or you're having difficulty in understanding because you're past teaching, stay. That's no problem. I have no problem with that whatsoever. I've been there. I've done that. And I've had to fight to the finish. I've had to fight through my old way of being taught, knowing that what I was hearing was so precise in God's word. And if it came down to it and someone said, well, show me in the scripture how you believe, I couldn't have done it. So I had to get to the grips of my mind and say, you know what, I need to listen to them because when I really interview myself and say, where is it in the word of God that instructs you to believe the way you're believing? And there were so many times, I, I, honestly, so many times I, I looked at them and I said, I don't know. It's just what I've been taught. And then I thought, what have I been taught? Because I really can't find this. I can, I can rationalize it as being, it sounds right. But every time I'd get in the scripture and start reading it and hear the teaching I was being taught, it was like going, what I, what I thought I was right was way wrong. And I even had to do that after Bible college. There were some things I was taught there that when I got into the, 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 the teachings and the understanding of the new creation, a lot of my Bible college doctrinal messages, I had to flush down the toilet. But that's okay. It helped me. 
It set me free. The other way never set me free. This set me free. It's pretty awesome. And I have no problem with it. So if you're there and you come in, you're still dealing with that, it's okay. Just, just keep hearing. Keep listening. And again, challenge yourself to the truth you know. Always challenge yourself to the truth you know. Why do I say that? Because truth isn't necessarily truth, but because you believe it to true, it's true to you. So you should always challenge the truth you know. In other words, the knowledge you have and the truth you created. And you do that by what really does God's word say? What really am I hearing? And it's okay to go, wow, I'm off. It's okay to say, gosh, I've been living wrong for a while in this. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it at all. Could you imagine what Paul had to go through? Every single thing he was trained in from a child, everything he had to look at as, as terrible. How? I mean, we're talking about, you know, Paul, he's, he had to be in his, you know, 30s, 40s. I mean, this guy is the highest level of Pharisee. And all he's trained himself in, the focus of his knowledge was all about God. And to come to realize that none of it was. <laughs> That's why he says, this one thing I do, forget the past. <laughs> this one thing I do, forget the past. That's what you do. What's the past? That doesn't mean years. It can mean yesterday. It can mean earlier this morning. Forget it. Amen? Forget about it. So we, we do this, we build, we encourage, we lift up. I mean, this is what Scripture is saying. It's telling us to, we're important together. We need one another. We need one another, amen? And here it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore, encourage one another, build each other up. Hebrews 10.24, let us consider, and that means understand, discover how to stir one another up to good works. Ephesians 4, 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but speak what is good for necessary building, necessary edification. The word corrupt in scripture is let no, it's an agricultural term actually for rotten fruit. So when you see the word corrupt, when they were writing that letter, they saw rotten fruit in the word. In other words, worthless, worthless, stinks, no good, flies, bugs, are you guys hearing this? Because so when you get the reality of the word, you start going, wow. So God says that my words can be stinky and worthless. So I got to not allow those stinky, worthless words to go out. Y'all know Christians get a little rotten, right? Come on. But do you hear what I'm saying? You guys connecting with this? All right. Hebrews 3.13. Exhort. That means to strongly encourage one another every day. Say every day. How long are we supposed to encourage? Every day. Every day. Who? One another. Anybody guilty of not doing that? God's word said, encourage one another every day. Thank God for texting, huh? No, I mean, because I, I mean, I'm going to start making sure every single day I'm going to encourage somehow. I'm going to text it. I'm going to call it. I'm going to speak it. I'm going to do whatever I can. 
because that's what the Bible said, and I want to I want to be obedient to it. Exhort one another every day, as it's called, tenay, and then it says, "Don't let none of you be deceived through the hardness of sin." We need to encourage one another daily. We need to encourage one another in marriage daily. We need to encourage our families and daily. Fathers need to encourage their sons, daughters. Daughters, sons need to encourage their fathers, mothers. We need to be encouraging. Let's start this pattern. I've said this before, but let's be those people. Let's just be people come, people come in and go, all they do is encourage you. All they do is talk good. All they do is want to build you up. You know how many people are going to want to come back? Because that's what people want to hear. They want to hear stuff like this. I want to hear stuff like that. The key is, is just recognizing that church should be a place where you're, where you're like going, I can't wait to get there. Man, I can't wait to get there. And the only way that's going to be this place is people like you. Loving God, building people. Just walking this faith walk correctly. Not, not legalistic, not works-minded. Just knowing that we're getting together and, and somehow I'm gonna, I'm gonna impact a life. If you could do that, I promise you, God will lead you to impact someone. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.